much love. In touch with the ground, I'm on the hunt, I'm after you. Smell like I sound, I'm lost in a crowd, and I'm hungry like the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 10, season 4 of Rubbish Love, and we fe- we are still going on with my birthday month. Hi, Julie. Hello. Happy birthday month to you. Every week this month, we are reading whatever zany theme Renee throws at me, this week being no exception, except this week I mean, technically, you said dealer's choice. I could read anything yeah. on any theme that we haven't addressed yet on the show, but yeah. Um, still, still, I managed to it's find wacky. <laughs> I managed to find a wacky one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I want to hear all about it. Do you have any news this week? Do you have anything uh, you want to share with the with the group? Uh, I got watching anything good or nothing really going on over here. Just uh, trying to dodge the the cocoa at every opportunity. Uh, busy nice. with work, and um, yeah, just was trying to enjoy the spring weather. It was spring like, and then yeah. uh, we got a bunch of snow. So oh, oh yeah, shoot. oh yeah. So not super stoked about that. But um, yeah, how about you? Um, I mean, the weather is always shit in Edmonton. It, it kind of like peaks and valleys and like ebbs and flows in terms of like how nice it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like Edmonton just only has extremes. Like it's never just nice here. Yeah. Um. Though today, you know what? Today's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. But I I anticipate that at some point today or tomorrow we will have like gale force winds because that's just how it is here. Um. And we were just having like really warm weather, but with snow. Oh. Like yesterday was like six degrees, but it was snowing all day. And the same thing the day before. So it kind of like gets really, really warm and then crashes and it's very cold. And then it gets warm again and it crashes. Last year we got snow in June, like a good hearty snow. So I feel Jesus. like, yeah, it just is what it is. But today it's, it's quite nice. It's going to be 11. Oh. It's sunny and there's no snowflakes. Oh. So feeling good about that. I am. We love to see it. Well. I'm going to have to check like the farmer's almanac to see. <laughs> yeah what we're anticipating for the summer because last year we had such it was so hot that my air conditioner died like i have central air it's the best um but the motor died and uh, the guy who came to fix it was like yeah everybody's air conditioners are dying and i'm at the point now where i feel like with climate change air conditioning needs to be like a basic human right like they should be in every building um, because people die in the heat. And I've lived in many, many a sweltering home and apartment and things. And it's like, it's just so terrible. And uh, I think about all the people in like apartments that have no air circulation who are like sweltering and dying and it's awful. So um, that's my mission this year. No, <laughs> no I, I completely agree with you. I also have lived in apartments without any air conditioning whatsoever. Then I had the privilege of living with central air for many years, but um, now I'm back to just a window unit. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's incomprehensible here in Ottawa for folks who don't know. Yes, we're in the North and we're Canada's capital. So it does very much get cold in the winter time, but it also gets extremely hot mm-hmm. in the summer. Like, 
when I moved to Ottawa, everybody warned me about the cold, but because I'm from Northern Ontario, I was like, yeah, I got this. But nobody warned me that it's like 40 degrees and extremely yeah. fucking humid in the summer here. And so yeah. I can't, I did one summer in Ottawa without air conditioning and I remember it vividly. Like I think one night I became mm-hmm. delirious because it was so hot and there was just no escape. The air wouldn't move. You're like, if you have curly hair and you live in Ottawa, fucking good luck with that because like <laughs> the summer is just like wild. So yeah, I'm excited for uh, actual spring weather where it's not doesn't yet get too humid because that's Ottawa's problem in a big way. Mm-hmm. But um, but when I yeah. uh, came to see you a few years ago when my for my nana's funeral, I remember uh, leaving your house to head out to um, Brockville, and it felt like I was getting hit in the face with a wet towel. <laughs> it was so hot, and there's there's no humidity here in Edmonton. Like it's just dry as fuck um constantly which is nice in terms of like if you're somebody who um suffers from any sort of like arthritis or swelling or edema or anything uh, it's great for that but it's just like literal there are literal tumbleweeds here oh yeah literally but ottawa like i i completely forgot <laughs> like how humid it is there it was just like holy shit like it just it just surrounds you and and just hugs yeah it's all yeah a hundred percent like if you've ever gone like listeners if you've ever gone on like a caribbean vacation and you step off like you leave here in february and then you step off the plane in cuba and there and it's like literally hits you like a wall like whoosh the second the plane door opens that is ottawa like i cannot emphasize enough how mm-hmm. it is unbelievably humid and gross and so uh that's why fall in ottawa is top shelf Be- and, it's beautiful and yeah. uh but spring isn't too bad so i'm excited for it to be actual spring soon um yes. i also <coughs> excuse me i also because this is also why i hate the spring because it's uh and this temperature situation is that um it thaws because it's warm so then the decay in the ground starts to come alive so allergies are off the chain and then Mm -hmm. it gets cold again so things freeze and then they thaw again and then you can't breathe and it's just like a lot (laughs) Um, but I did read a book that was set in the dead of summer and it did make me pause and think about how much I'm excited for those you know like a 25 degrees with a breeze kind of a weather uh, which okay. is like maybe five days out of the year in Ottawa, but that is that is really <laughs> where I'm thriving. Um, yeah. I'll tell you when I'm not thriving. When I'm reading garbage, which is what happened to me <laughs> this week, and I have no one to blame but myself. Okay, I'm ready. What did you read? Okay, so I picked a theme based okay. on a comedian's bit that I saw recently about a exploding like a very popular theme right now in pornography which is fucking real estate agents (laughs) (laughs) oh wow you do what you gotta do right i that ac (laughs) i guess it's a whole thing now i am not a big porn consumer and that's not me being like modest just like truth and i certainly will not watch porn that i didn't pay for so i don't watch pornhub I don't go on Pornhub, but it 
it is from what i've hear a uh popular theme where a woman like <laughs> shows her around a house and then seals the deal if you know what i'm saying and so these people fuck in these like staging houses like <laughs> like you find in the suburbs where it's all like generic furniture and anyways so i thought how funny would it be i was going for a romance I'll be honest. I was going for a romance. I was going to like troll you this week with some sweet, sweet, charming, chaste romance. But instead, I found a book simply called The Real Estate Agent, <laughs> whose subtitle was Lesbian Erotica. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so this was one of those 99 cents on the Kobo store kind of a situation. Okay. Uh, written in 2016. A, this is before the housing boom <laughs> that, that the <laughs> pandemic brought on. Uh, 19 pages. It's very short. Okay. And uh, you know how we often talk on the show about when it is self-published or indie published and it is clearly in need of an editor? Yeah. The typos aplenty. Grammar is hot mess. Well, I'm going to read for you the very first sentence in this book. Oh no. Amy spelled A-M-I-E. So Amy is how I kept thinking of it, which for <laughs> yeah. folks that don't know me is French for friend. Uh, Amy walked into her office and literary fell into her seat. <laughs> and I was like, did you mean literally fell into her seat? But it said literary. So we're off to a great start. Um, and Amy is cranky because she just had to deal with a client that was a real demanding bitch and she was so, so desperately trying to get out of this viewing that she faked having a phone call and then when she turned back around the lady had left and she was stranded there so she had to walk all the way back to her office and she's super cranky and um so she just wants to like take a nap and like recoup from this god awful day. And her boss says, yeah, I don't give a shit if you had a rough morning. Uh, in three hours, we're going to meet with a millionaire client. And I need you to come and help me really seal the deal on this client. And she, like, just weird details. Like, all of this detail. Again, it's 19 pages. And you're giving me all of this detail about how she's <laughs> trying to fall asleep at her desk. Falls asleep at her desk. And then three hours later, exactly, her boss, Brenda, comes in. And it's like, it's time to go. And she's like, wow, it was three hours exactly. I'm like, this is unnecessary detail. <laughs> so, <laughs> turns, so they drive there. And uh, Amy's still cranky. Still like, why do I have to go to this? You're going to get all the commission anyway. Da, da, da. Shows up. It's the same fucking client that she had in the what? morning. So this woman is like a huge bitch and she's super snobby and she talks down to them, but then they seal the deal and then they head back to their car and Brenda just jumps Amy and starts making out with her. And then it's like, let's go inside the house. And then she's thinking, that's pretty scandalous. This house now legally belongs to this woman. And she's like, ha ha ha, let's be dangerous. And then they have extremely awkward, very clearly written by either a straight man or a woman who's never had sex with a woman before sex scene. And then it oh, ends no. with her coming. <laughs> oh. The end. Oh, okay. And when I say awkward, 
Mm -hmm. I'm saying some of the genitalia descriptions, my three top three, and by top three, I mean worst three, were (laughs) love hole, angry nub, who's... where it was like the friends or the, the it's what if the clits you met along the way was the real adventure or whatever <laughs> what if the friends you made on the way to the clit were the real yeah 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 exactly <laughs> exactly angry nub followed by love box love box gross ah gross do you do you think of a vagina as a box like i never understood that as a euphemism for vagina because it's like what a what an oddly shaped box it's like a poster (laughs) tube i i would have said box in a joking way of like oh i just want to kick her in the box like i've said things like that but never never earnestly and never like yeah, because it's like, is it because it can carry things? Like, I don't understand why it's called yeah. a box, but she called it a love uh, box. Love box. Lo- I would call my vagina like one of those groaner tubes. <laughs> you know, when you like flip it over, it's like, like that. But never a box. Never a box. box. That's like very UPS, and I'm not. <laughs> and it just sounds to me like in Forty Year Old Virgin when he's pretending that he's had sex before and he's talking about like feeling that woman <laughs> up, and he's like, "It felt like bags of sand." Like that's how I feel <laughs> when I read some of these stories where I'm like, "Ain't nobody actually like whoever wrote this." Who, by the way, the author's name is Rod Polo. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great that's a pretty fun name <laughs> so i'm not giving it on principle i refuse to give it anything on the spice scale because it like i it was bad it was just so bad and the sex scene was so bad and it was not hot at all because it was distractingly terrible the grammar the <laughs> run on sentences at one point, I had to like reread to be like, who just jumped her bones? The client or her boss? Like, it just was like a hot mess, an absolute mess. Aww. So it was short. So I had a good laugh. And it's not like I wasted hours and hours of my time. So I'm not bitter about it. But uh, take my advice, friends. We don't need to read the real estate agent lesbian erotica. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter because the cover of this book so very much does not actually relate to the book at all and i find it hysterical like it's a woman in like an early 2000s like cocktail dress with her hands in her hair like it is nothing what what (laughs) i don't understand um so yeah that was that was me this week reading about real estate agents which if you don't believe me go on pornhub and it is apparently a thing that it is a popular topic in pornography. The wow. more you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So how about you? Okay. All right. So I have a double whammy oh. this week in terms of things that we haven't covered. Oh my. So, yeah, yeah. So the characters in my books are giantesses. 
They're giants. Okay, but giant ladies. Giant ladies. Okay. And the, the fetish in my book is borophilia. Do you know what that is? Is that when you want to get mounted by a giant? No. Okay, because that's a thing no. too. That is a thing that I recently yes. discovered. Yes. And it, and as yeah. a tall broad, I'm like, this is good that this is on my radar. But uh, yeah, no. there are people that want to climb you like a mountain. 100%. Um, this is not that. Okay. Um. So it is, I, I, I learned so much. It's a paraphilia. Do you know what a paraphilia is? No. Okay. I'm, I'm learning so, so much this week. I, I know. So a paraphilia, I'm reading off of psychology today. And the reason I'm reading off psychology today is that a lot of what I found was very offensive to the trans community. Um, and this one seemed like a little less offensive. So a paraphilia is a condition in which a person's sexual arousal and gratification depend on fantasizing about and engaging in sexual behavior that is atypical and extreme, like a tip, a fetish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes a paraphilia can turn into a disorder. And some of those things are pedophilia, are um, like masochism, things like that, um, sadism voyeurism but if it becomes an extreme right i think there's no pedophilia is pedophilia but like if if it's becoming a problem um then it becomes a disorder so vorophilia is considered a paraphilia um and it is (laughs) um somebody who enjoys vor and what is vor it is either eating someone alive or being eaten alive cannibalism and not cannibalism because it could be that you want to be eaten by uh like a snake or or a big giant fish or whatever and it may or may not be painless it depends on what you're into um <laughs> but there's there's hard vor and there's soft vor So soft vor describes scenarios where a prey is consumed alive and whole uh, without being harmed. And so they go down into the belly and they just like. Like Jonah and the whale? Exactly like Jonah and the whale, but sexy. Okay. Um, And then there's hard vor, which involves being ripped and chewed. There's also, (laughs) there's also another one. That is considered genital vor, and it would be being eaten alive by a vagina, typically. Um, but sometimes there's also like uh, penises and stuff. But typically, it is also known as unbirthing or reverse birth. So, getting eaten up by a vagina, like vagina so, dentata style. Yeah, but no teeth. Typically, yeah, typically there wouldn't be um, there wouldn't be teeth. Yeah. It would just be a con- consumption of a prey. Um, and so the I guess the reason why it kind of becomes a paraphilia is that um, in a lot of cases, it is not, I mean, consensual because people don't want to be eaten alive, frankly. Yeah. Um, now, from what I found, um, giants are a very typical one in stories, but I also found some where it was like, People wanted to get eaten by giant frogs or giant fish or giant snakes, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
in the Nightmare Before Christmas, when they're opening the presents um, that that the Halloween people left them, and then there's a giant like boa constrictor and a continent eating the Christmas tree, like that. Okay. Like that. So that's what my book was about. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, yes. I have to ask you. Yeah. Before you get into it, did you know all of these things beforehand or did this particular book send you down a rabbit hole? I'm just curious. Well, I had I had found Vorophilia a few weeks ago. Okay. And I didn't know the rest of it. Okay. Um so, you know, and and reading reading the book that I read, I was sort of like that wasn't what I expected. I expected, you know, like somebody you know wanting to be like climb a giant woman you know like that kind of stuff and maybe like go hang out in her mouth for a bit but no like the giants in my book full-on eat people um all right i'm gonna get into it (laughs) holy tell me everything with the name the author the story i need to understand this this is i'm 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 rarely (laughs) speechless on the show but i'm very speechless today so blow me away renee (laughs) So my book was called Stuffed. (laughs) (laughs) We got right to the point. Right to the point. Um, And it was by an author called Kara Lang, um, who only writes Vor books. But the way that they they put it with their books is Vor Open-Minded Fetish Paranormal Romance Fiction is what they call it. Um, Okay. So, okay. Oh my god, I don't even know where it is. Okay, first of all, how how long? long? Yeah. It was like 20 pages. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it was it wasn't long. Um basically it okay. Alright, here we go. So our narrator is Val. That's the name that she chooses to give to people, but it's not her like actual giant name. Um, and Val is visiting her friend Priscilla, which is a name I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, but Priscilla lives in like, this, she has this big giant house on the beach. Um, and we learn that Priscilla and Val are from a parallel dimension full of giantesses. I don't know if there's any male giants, but giantesses. And they lure what they call tinies. Um, to their world to eat them. Um, it gave me like real big Attack on Titan vibes, which I don't <laughs> like. If you ever watch this anime, it's like they're giants and they eat people, so that's like all I could imagine. Um, but they're able to shrink themselves down as well as their food, so they could shrink a person down to eat them. Um, and in this instance, they're in our dimension and they are human size; they're not giant size. So Val goes to visit Priscilla and she is just like lying in her little lounge and she is stuffed. She is full to the brim. Her stomach is distended and Val can see like hands trying to push on her stomach and like a skull and like a skull shape and stuff. And Priscilla um, is like rubbing her clit because it's really arousing to eat a human being. Um, and so it turns out that she's like, 
oh, did you see the woman on the beach? And Val's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, she got away. You're going to have to go get her. Um, or she's going to tell everybody about us. And so Val has to like take off and get this girl. Um, and so she, the girl's trying to swim away from this cottage on the island. And so um, Val like dives under the water and then comes up under her like jaws, like this, like the shark. Okay. And, and eats her. Um, she never gets bigger. None of them get bigger, but what they can do is they can like open up their jaws like snakes and like their tongues get really big and stuff. And so she gobbles her up and she's like, yum, yum, yum. And I guess it feels like it's very arousing to have them go into their stomach. And so she kind of passes out on the beach and is like, yeah, so cozy. I feel great. I'm <laughs> masturbating. It's great. Um, and then she wakes up and there's like a, like a coat on her and there's a young woman there and this other guy. And she's like, Hey, we, um, we're just looking for our friends. Uh, we think they came here to this beach. Have you seen them? And she's like, Oh yeah, no, I think I have over at the house. And so this girl's boyfriend goes over to, um, the house. And then meanwhile, the girl's like, well, Hey, what's your name? What's your deal? And she's like, Oh, my name's like Naya or Daya. And then she's like, um, oh, we're actually from an alternate dimension where we eat boys and girls. And the girl's like, that's cool. So you like boys and girls? <laughs> she's like, do you have a preference? And so then uh, Daya shoots her shot and she's like, I'm going to make out with this girl. But as she's doing that, um, she starts to like eat her. <laughs> oh. And the girl's like, oh, no, I don't like this is gross. I don't want to do this. And then because, um, you know, Daya's a giant. She's like, too bad. I'm eating you. Um, and then the girl pulls out a lighter and like lights her hair on fire, um, and then runs away to, towards the house. And Daya is just like, well, that's great because that's where my other giant friend is. So we're just gonna eat you up. And, um, so they get there and, um, then there's a chapter called Lady and the Tramp. And, uh, I didn't know why at first, um, you know that scene where like the two dogs are eating yeah, spaghetti? Yeah. Okay. So keep that in mind. Um, so, uh, so Daya goes downstairs and the other girl is like screaming because, um, Priscilla is like eating her, but then her boyfriend is going in through her pussy. Um, so this had both kinds of vor in it where they can eat through their pussy or their mouths and um so Priscilla's just like lying on her stomach eating these people and then uh Daya comes in and she starts to eat the girl out of Priscilla's mouth um like the two dogs eat spaghetti and then uh she eats her up and then they're both super full and they're like oh I couldn't eat another bite um and then they just kind of hang out in this room and are happy and satisfied. They've eaten a lot of people. Uh, and that's the end of the story. So, it, there was no sex in it. Um, there was kind of like masturbation and there was like describing of how sensual it is to eat a person as a giantess. Um, loved the idea of eating men <laughs> period period <laughs> love that idea um 
it was very obviously like non-consensual. Like nobody wants to be eaten alive. Um, I did find books. There's one specifically about this girl that actively goes to get eaten by fish. Um, I don't know how she gets out if they like poop her out or if they throw her up. I don't know. But she like keeps going back to get eaten by this fish and she's all into it. Um, so this didn't have that kind of consensual energy. Um, but I also understand that it's like, you know, giants got to eat. I get it. <laughs> we all got to eat. Yeah, everybody's got to eat. So, I mean, they're just doing what's in their instinct as giants. Um, and in in our dimension, there's less uh, competition for food, right? So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they would have uh, traveled to our dimension to get more food, frankly. I, I don't have any questions. The, bo- the book explained everything. And you know what? It was well written. There were no typos. There was, it. you know was extremely well written so i have no doubt that the rest of um this artist's this author's books are probably as well written um not my fetish yeah it was like did you discover a a a kink no not your jam okay no not for me not for me i mean what are the what do the other people get out of it nothing i don't yeah i don't I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's harmless, so there's no reason for me to yuck someone's yum, but I just do not understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. But, uh, oh, fuck. So would you read a book like that again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I would, but I would want it to be like the person getting eaten describes it like i want to know what their perspective is on like what does it feel like to be like swallowed um because that seems more aligned with what we're about here on the show which is consent is sexy Uh um i don't know how much a little animal can consent to that but it's it's getting the meal right yeah yeah so I i feel like that's a more consensual scenario um, but yeah, I mean, this just made me want to watch Attack on Titan, frankly. <laughs> so what in the fuck are you going to read for us? Um, they're, they're, I'm reading The Lady in the Trap. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I'm not ready, but I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) There was a commotion happening downstairs where Priscilla lay in her lounge. I hurried down the steps and then paused to take in the scene. It was just like earlier in the day except now Priscilla was on her stomach, pulling her prey into her gaping maw. Kelly struggled to get any friction on the wet floor, her hands slipping as her feet slid into Priscilla's mouth. She squealed in disgust as she looked back over her shoulder. As her legs kicked on their way into the giantesses, into the giantess, <laughs> Justin's legs were kicking at the other end as well. There was an empty chair behind this three-person chaos, and I had a sudden guess at what must have happened. Priscilla heard the boy coming into her home, waited for him there, and then wound up luring him into eating her pussy. Just like I lured Kelly into kissing me, except Priscilla had been more successful. 
By the time Justin started to resist being eaten by her pussy, Priscilla already had his head and shoulders inside of her. So she toppled forward on all fours to finish the job and then attacked Kelly when she tried to rescue her boyfriend. The other giantess made eye contact with me, her eyes wide and concentrated. Kelly looked at me as well, shouting in distress, Stop her! Make this stop! This is insane! This is disgusting! I knelt down in front of Kelly with Priscilla still sucking the girl's hips into her mouth. Priscilla bullied her tongue into Kelly's pussy and Kelly gasped in shock, feeling the sudden warmth and pressure filling her from the rear. I gripped Kelly's face in my hands, looking deep into her eyes while my mouth watered. My own saliva spilled down my lips and tongue while I spoke. You're right, I said. This is disgusting. This is insane. And this is happening. She screamed while I put her face in my mouth, but I muffled her noises against my tongue. This time, I would never let her taste escape me. I pressed down and forward, giving her nowhere to go except into my throat, while my body stretched to allow her entry. Priscilla eased her own throat, allowing Kelly's legs back out. I hurried forward to compensate, stopping myself with the girl, eating much faster than I usually would. But there'd already been too many escapes today. Priscilla and I had each fucked up once. Now, we worked together to make sure it didn't happen again. By the time she spat out Kelly's feet, I was tipping the girl backward in my mouth, using gravity to slide her hips into my gullet. Her, le her legs kicked in the air pitifully as she slid down into her fleshy prison, wriggling and struggling in futility all the way down. Now that she only had Justin to look after, Priscilla took good care of him, swiftly pulling his midsection back into her crotch. He'd been lucky, getting a little traction in the chaos. Another few seconds and he might have pulled his hands free. Now, he'd never be free again. Priscilla gasped with pleasure as his kicking feet passed into her pussy and disappeared. Her wildly stretched orifice relaxed, easing back into something like its regular size. The tight muscles within her would keep Justin inside. And I knew I'd never let Kelly out. I could still taste the girl's hair on my tongue, and I massaged my tummy lovingly, thinking about my poor frantic prey. Priscilla came close to me, placing her body along mine. Here, now they can hear each other. I laughed. That's very considerate of you. I lay down on the ground alongside Priscilla as our bodies began to digest our dinners. Each of us were high on the thrill of consuming our prey, not thinking clearly. We should probably stay put for the rest of the day, Priscilla said. It doesn't seem like either of us is on our A-game. Speak for yourself, I said, pointing at my stomach. This bitch lit my hair on fire. What's your excuse? Br Priscilla shrugged. Give me a break. It's a long weekend. I was stuffed. I could barely move. And I was stuffed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Ooh, wow. Okay. Did that do anything for you? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But I'm about to read you something that didn't do shit for me either. So it's tit for tat of this week's episode. So I'm not going right to, I'm not reading you a sex scene. I'm literally just reading some dialogue between the boss and her, just so you get a sense of how truly terrible this book was. So, <clears throat> so she is, has just returned. This is like five pages into the book. She's just returned from meeting with the client the first time she's in her office. She's trying to just take a power nap and recoup. And her boss says, Hey, we like get it together. We got to go on this. We got to, we got to work. And she's like, I'm grumpy. <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to figure out the best. Part. Okay. Uh, I'm not looking for a friend, at least not today, and I doubt you would make an interesting friend. I want us to go through some files before I send you out to your new assignment, Brenda, her boss said. Now? Today? 
I have walked 300 miles in heels. I feel like my calves are going to fall off. I think I left my spine outside even. Why can't it be tomorrow? Because you are falling back in your performance. I don't want people to start slacking. You are possibly the best salesman we have. And now you are being bested by people who don't even have experience. Brenda said, saleswoman. And because I am your boss and I could fire you if I wanted, what is best? Focus, Amy. Focus, Amy. Okay, I am, I'm literally reading this as it's written, okay? Okay, I am sorry. You want me at my optimum level. I get it. But today is not the day. I just met a client who is, who is, was, is so rude that I felt like crying. You know I never cry, but she was so damn rude. I had to fake a call and she left me there without a ride, Amy said. What happened to your car? Brenda asked. Nothing. I left it here. She said, oh, let's take my car. And I agreed like an idiot. Amy said, mimicking the said woman. She had an annoyed look on her face. Look with four O's. (laughs) (laughs) Almost one that, okay. She had an annoyed look on her face. Almost one that showed disgust. Brenda wanted to roll her eyes. The first thing you said that makes sense, she said, however. And Amy looked at her, her face serious. I am not an idiot. Back to the files, Amy. Can't we really do this at another time? Okay, fine. Then you have three hours until we meet our next client, and this time I am tagging along. Why? Because you want to babysit me? No, because she's a millionaire, and I don't want your poor language skills ruining your chance to get a good bonus, Brenda said and got to her feet. Oh, you must be an angel, Amy said sarcastically as she waved her boss lazily and her eyes closed. This is, this is the paragraph, okay? Why do we have this much detail? She needed to sleep. Her body was shutting down. She realized that she needed to start exercising or she was going to die at a very young age. She was, however, now fat. She did have her curves, but her muscles were were not up to the task of performing hard tasks. And so she made the resolve to change that before it was too late. What? (laughs) And then it just goes on. All that was going to be done later. Right now, all she wanted was to close her eyes and sleep. But she was in her office and someone was bound to walk in any time. That did not stop her, however. She did not have too many friends in the office. If anyone was to walk in, it would be Bretta trying to bother her again. (laughs) What? (laughs) That is the, like... That is the entire tone of this book. Like, it's like, is it someone who's ESL? Who, like, I don't understand. But it's, like, literally written by someone who's never had sex with a woman and has (laughs) never seen the English language spelled out before. (laughs) Oh, yeah wow right yeah right yeah. and like you we do find some doozies on this show we do find <laughs> some doozies and sometimes a book is like free or very cheap and you read it and it's like a shockingly good book and you're like okay it was kind of kind of a zany you know topic or whatever but like pulled it off pulled it off this i was like no this is what people think all self-published books are <laughs> and it was an absolute disaster that I would never read anything of theirs again. Again, do I respect the fact that you called yourself Rod Polo and that you even wrote this book at all and put yourself out there? Yes, I do. But may I never think of you again, Rod Polo <laughs> and the real estate agent. But again, if you don't believe me, go to Pornhub. A lot of people want to fuck in staging houses. It's weird, but it's happening. So. That's wild. Right? I mean, we just, you know. You just read a book about people getting eaten by giants. But so, I mean, relatively, it's not that wild. But to me, I just find it fascinating. The logic of like, I'm going to 
fuck a re- like you know what I mean like I'm gonna fuck someone from Royal LePage like it just seems <laughs> so fucking weird I'm gonna get railed by Century 21 like it's just like wow it's just so weird to me so uh you have another two weeks in your birthday month so pray tell what are we reading next week Renee horror Horror, sexy horror, sexy yeah. horror in April because we do what we want. It's our show; we can do whatever we want. We want. Nobody pays us. Nobody pays us, <laughs> and it's your birthday month. So, Goth Mom needs a horror romance slash erotica, and we will bring it to you. So, all of you spooky kids that are counting down the days yeah. to October, just count down the days to our next episode instead, and we'll give you some spooky content. Yes. Also, uh, Josh, the countdown's on. <gasps> baby's, baby's due date is this week, and I am so excited. My birthday's on Saturday, so this baby could come on Saturday. Oh, my God. For folks who don't Not know. Not to make it about me. I mean, yeah. but 100% to make it about you, because uh, totally. the world revolves around you. Exactly. Uh, for folks who don't know, first. Josh is our amazing producer, and he yeah. is having a baby very soon. A yeah. spring baby the best kind of baby yeah but um so last last week when i talked about josh i said his username wrong oh i said fushigiyama which is not not uh his Correct. username it's fushigiyami with the oh. i at the end yeah i overdo to re-record the end um credits so uh fushigiyami i recommend there. following fushigiyami and Renee on Instagram because both of you curate the most incredible TikTok and memes and reels and just oof. so yeah Josh's Instagram is so great because his Instagram stories are curations of incredible fucking hilarious TikToks and memes and reels and it's just like a little shot of serotonin and not like depressing so shout out to josh for that because it it pleases me very very much he's doing the lord's work he really is so, it really is yeah well it was nice chatting with you it was so nice chatting with you i'm i love you your book was absolute nightmare fuel so i'm gonna have to yeah. palate cleanse before i go to bed but yeah, sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry and it's only gonna get more intense next week but i'm prepared i'm gonna be a brave big girl and I'm going to read something spooky and I'm going to be okay. I believe in myself. I believe in you too. Thank you. I believe in you too. And I'm excited to crack open one of the multiple uh, horror and sex compilation books I have. <laughs> That's your whole brand. Could be anything. Oh, I had to like hunt down one of the books I own and I'm really excited about it. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it was nice chatting with you and thanks so much everyone for listening. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Julie, do you want to sing us out? I sure do. Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS, the number two, J Show. Connect with us online at RavageLove on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.